Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Election Day and uh, somebody over the years that has been a major guest here in his role as councilman at large and he's crafted quite a different um, ground game and group of people to come out and vote. It's something you would write about, uh, but I think he could have used more infrastructure help from the alleged Republican Party in Philadelphia. Joining us is Councilman at Large and candidate for mayor, David O. Hey, David, welcome back uh, on Election Day. Thanks for joining us. How are you feeling at this point? Oh, thank you very much, Dom. I, I feel good. I feel very good. Things are coming in very well, you know, for our campaign. Of course, it's only, uh, you know, well, one o'clock and we have all the way till eight o'clock and things can change very quickly. But, you know, for the people who want change in this city, which is a lot of people, uh, they want the world turned right side up from what it's been the past few years. Um, this is a chance to make it happen. And a lot of people are doing that. Uh, David, National Review, you gave quite an interview. They did a nice job on talking about some of the bigger races, particularly in our area, and about the Working Families Party. And uh, they didn't go into the detail that we have, but it is quite an unusual, amazing thing. And I've seen it. I've probably been at 25 to 30 events over the years or more with you. How many events a year do you do with these various immigrant groups and just various public groups, would you say? Oh, um, gee, I would say probably about a hundred. I think that's on the low side. I'm taking the over on that. I followed you around. It's amazing. <laughs> and you, you've you know, crafted. I, mean, I, yeah. I should say at least a hundred. Right, I mean, least, there yeah. are yeah. probably, yeah, about, yeah, there's a lot of different groups. I mean, probably over 60 different groups. I do things with them uh, throughout the year. And then sometimes it's combined into like uh, the Latino community overall or, you know, the Russian speaking community overall, something like that. So it's hard for me to count because it's just something I do. And I I don't actually take a summer vacation um, because some uh, legislators kind of take the summer off. I just work straight through the summer. Um, so it's hard for me to count. Well, um, again, from my experience, I think I do quite a bit, but nothing like this. You have crafted this uh, group. And one of the things, whatever happens today, I wanted to underline that you said early on with these various immigrant groups, some of whom are flourishing and, and they open up these shopping areas, blocks of them in places like Southwest Philly is one that I think of. 
they can't understand why criminals are treated with kid gloves, and yet the regulations on people bringing those thriving businesses to Philadelphia, if we used the regulators and went after criminals that way, we'd be a lot better off. I mean, isn't that a focus of your campaign? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's interesting because we have a lot of folks, um, you know, uh, born and raised in Philadelphia and our surrounding areas, you know, U.S. citizens, and and we're frustrated. But then you have someone who came from another country and they just feel like they're in Mars. Like, what happened here? Like, people just walk in and steal stuff. People are just committing crimes. And if I try to do something about it, I'm the one who gets in trouble. I could be arrested. I could be prosecuted. How come I became the bad guy? Uh, and they don't they don't understand it. It's so confusing. And I have to tell them, well, it's not always like this. But in recent years, it has become this. We've started to elect people who feel like they can make whatever roles they want and 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 apply them to whomever they want uh, based on very subjective views. It's not the colorblind, fair, and equitable treatment of all under a written set of laws. Um, David, uh, too, I'm looking at National Review, and they had quite a, uh, the, the locals didn't seem to get this. You talked about the Republican Party, which you've been going back and forth with, and I've never had to deal with the current crop in that manner, but from afar, I see it very clearly, and you said uh, there's no outreach, no diversity to all these groups that you know about, et cetera. They took two white guys, throw them out there for one week or so, last three weeks, in these diverse neighborhoods, and expect to do well. Um, Why? I mean, what is it? They just coasting and looking for the crumbs, not the big prize? Well, you know, in, 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 in all honesty, it's not just the Republicans, it's the Democrats as well. Basically, um, what happens is, like in today's election, less than 300,000 people are going to vote for mayor in a city of 1.6 mm-hmm. million. And so everyone focuses on the people that they believe are going to vote to the, to the amount. In other words, uh, typically, if there's 300,000 people voting, you need 150,001 to win. So you're focused on 150,001. But what happens is over many years of doing the same thing, uh, it becomes the party infrastructure or the party or the organization that, that is supposed to deliver the vote that becomes important. And the, and the voter themselves become less and less important, let alone people that people, you know, that are perceived not to be voters. But you can't really tell because, in other words, Haitian Americans or or Chinese Americans or, you know, uh, Mexican Americans, they, they may all be voting. It's just nobody exactly knows. And so one of the problems about our city, because we have large groups of people in our city that are so productive and, and, and they contribute so much, but politicians typically just disregard them all in all. And, uh, and so that's what happens. Um, so it's not just the Republican uh, Party. It is uh, the Democratic Party and, quite frankly, the, the Working Families Party and, and, and third-party groups as well. So they are losing the opportunity of gaining support from voters, and they're losing the opportunity to engage entire communities that want to be heard. And very much, as you said, they want safe streets. 
They want uh, uh, accurate taxation. They want lower taxes to be competitive. They want good schools. And they want common sense in government. And many of them are some of our strongest advocates for safe, clean neighborhoods uh, in Philadelphia. Well, so you still believe the notion then that this city is not radicalized. But tonight, if I had to just put on my hat as an analyst, I would predict that the Working Families Party is a lock to win one seat. And if I had to bet a pizza on it, I'd say they're going to win both seats. If that happens, what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that basically... um, the Republican Party of Philadelphia um, has got to do a much better job of mm-hmm. of, of communicating to people uh, what we stand for, what we've contributed, and what our solutions are, and, and do it in a way that um, that people understand. And, and and they can't understand you if they don't see you. They don't they don't uh, trust you if if you've never broken bread with them or you never. Uh, made an effort to 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 you know find what is uh, in our common interests. Um, if you've never lent a helping hand or asked for help, um, you know half of what I do is ask people for help. You know, would you help us? You know, clean up this block. Would you help us mm-hmm. raise money for these children? Will you help us? You know, support law enforcement in Philadelphia. Will you help us? You know, in uh, lobby for uh, you know safe public transportation. And they come out and they support. Yeah, without a doubt. So, David, the mystery parting area for you, the mysterious yes. thing, according to the Inquirer, where is David <laughs> O going to be? You're a man of mystery here at the end. Where's David O going to be tonight? There are no plans. I know Sherelle Parker's at the sheet metals thing. I've gotten 10 invitations to that. But no O invitation. Is it like a scavenger no. hunt? Are we going to have to find you? No, there are going to be no, breadcrumbs no, out there. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's funny. But see, the thing is, I never have a victory celebration. Okay. I've never done that because, honestly, you know, from my perspective, one, I'd rather spend every penny on trying to win the race than celebrate a victory I don't know I'm going to have. The other thing is, usually I just do a watch party. And it's not a big thing because, again, if I had any money, it would be towards winning the election, not celebrating the, the, the race. So I really have just a small thing, and it's for, you know, the, the folks that really put a lot of effort into it. And, you know, I, I don't have the huge amount of support that she does. Um, and at the same time, I don't, have a, I don't have like a whole effort to keep the status quo in place. You know, the folks that are for me, they want uh, reform. They want good government. Mm-hmm. They, want, uh, they want to cut out the fat of Philadelphia's uh, politics. So we're going to do a little thing, just watch the returns. And, um, you know, the, the thing about it is that for much of the Philadelphia press, um, you know, they've assumed uh, very early on that I had no shot at winning. So they weren't really interested, you know, in whatever I was doing. Uh, but things are different today. As um, people are getting idea now that um, I have a solid chance of winning, uh, and so they're becoming a little more interested in where I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. But it doesn't change my plans. My plans are my plans. I hear you. Well, David, thank you. You've, you've uh, just um, tapped into something here that is sometimes the right thing and the politically right thing are the same, and that is how you've broken bread with all these different communities, people, 
who really are the backbone of Philadelphia if they can under stay here and hopefully not have the craziness that we've had where criminals are modicoled and uh, they are overregulated. So good luck in the next, uh, what, uh, seven hours or so. I'm saying 110, yes. seven hours, because, you know, in Philadelphia, you vote early, vote often, and vote late if you have to, <laughs> is yeah. the motto. Yeah. So, David, thank you, and uh, we'll talk with you again soon. All right. Thank you very much, Don. Take care. All right, David O here. Uh, Dan, I mean, the Inquirer's got people out there tracking. Where is this guy going to be? Yeah. Why is he not having a victory party or at least a party here tonight? Well, we just gave the explanation uh, right here. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up, we got the side question today, which is give us that all-time Daniel, fictional or real, or Dan or uh, Daniel's last name. Like, uh, well, I'll let that one out there for now. Uh, one of feature, and he's going to be here in about an hour, two o'clock, you know, over the years, Pat Malloy. Is there anybody better? You know, I, I think he ought to be either Pat Malloy or McVeigh, whichever one does the first interview ought to be the police commissioner in Philadelphia. They'd be great. One in Ben Salem, the other in Abington. But we're going to talk with a new police commissioner, Brandon Graff. I think it's Graff or I believe Township of Marple. Uh, Police Department, listen to what he wrote to residents and business owners. As politicians and DAs in places like Philadelphia continue to treat criminals as victims, businesses as the problem, and productive citizens as an ATM, crime, especially retail theft and theft-related offenses, continues to skyrocket. I love it. As those businesses lock down their wares, here is the insight. That's what's happening in Philadelphia. Or... They shut their business. If you're not familiar, you go on a Target, you go on a yeah. CVS, everything. You have to you have to press a doorbell to get a staff member to come with a giant yeah. king, key ring to open up a cabinet so you can reach in. Oh, you can't even reach in. You have to tell them what you want, point it out so they can grab it and hand it to you. Yeah, I forget the last one over in Target. This was in Cheltenham. Maisie and, went, and I said, really? This one's locked up? I mean, who decides this? And the woman said, oh, we all have a committee that makes determinations of which ones are locked and which ones somewhat are unlocked. There's nothing as surreal as walking into a Rite Aid dime. Right. And you know how they have the wall of uh, freezers? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a heavy chain yes, link across, across, that, across, right. the cha- uh, across the freezers with a, a big padlock covering each freezer. It, it's nuts. That's it, not how life should be lived. Well, this is the insight that he made. Uh, Philadelphia locking it up. Or close entirely, brazen and emboldened criminals bring their act to the suburbs. Well, I still believe in the rule of law and order, and I know that you do too. So please know this. The relationship between the police and our retail partners, both big and small, is strong. Together, we aggressively identify and arrest thieves no matter the amount. No matter the amount. Imagine in the past having to say, well, you know, if it's under a million dollars, we're not going to be bothered. Our officers and detectives never let up, and I'm extremely proud of the work they do every day. The following pages contain a sample just from of October, what our teamwork accomplishes. And there they have this picture. This always jumps out at me, Dan. The guy stealing, allegedly, at Burlington Coat Factory. It's in here several. <laughs> what is it with the Burlington Coat Factory? Always oh, Burlington Coat Factory. Yes. Come on, leave the coats alone. Retail theft and receiving stolen property after he committed a theft at Burlington Coat Factory. Another guy, um, one guy was only involved in here in a uh, T.J. Maxx, $1,319 oh, theft from T.J. Maxx. T.J. too. What's next, a Ross? Another $110 theft from Walmart. Oh, okay, Walmart. In Springfield. 
Only $110, and they went after her. Another $127 theft, another guy from Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> My God. Poor Burlington. They're going to just put a cop in there with a shotgun in the Burlington Coat one, Factory. One of, one of the uh, Fortune 500 companies of the local area. And, and is that a Fortune 500 yeah, company? Yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. How's that possible? I, I, I'll on. verify real quick. But last night, because I remember Maisie when she was looking for a new job. We looked it up, and... Uh, Wait a minute. How can Burlington Coat Factory be a Fortune 500 company? I, I find that hard to believe. Uh, yeah, in 2016, Burlington Stores joined the Fortune 500 for the first wow, time. Wow, yeah. I got to look at that Fortune 500. All right, <laughs> right 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. So we'll talk. The question is this. Can these people in the suburbs more blatantly, they're all doing it individually, come together and I, I hope that this chief has the backing of his people. I don't know Marple uh, that well. Here, here's why it interests me. Delaware County has gone woke. The woke Democrats, these are not just Democrats, they're progressives, have stormed the ramparts. They've taken over Delaware County. If you're new to the area or someone Dan's age, you don't realize that uh, Delaware County, back in the day, they had the war board. And it was like Philadelphia. Republicans controlled Delaware County every bit as much as Democrats control Philadelphia. They may have done it for 40 or 50 years. Somehow or another, things change in the suburbs. All those people fled Philadelphia. And now Democrats are running amok. And I think that's a factor potentially to here. But I commend this chief. I have I no idea what you're talking about. I commend that he... Uh, is speaking out, and we have like six or seven uh, that are doing this. Can the suburbs come together in a united voice? Because, you know, Krasner just fluffs off the average, you know, yeah, get out of here, bother me, you know. <laughs> but in a concerted way, and what should that concerted way be? Well, I'll throw our chip in. First thing you ought to say, we the undersigned. We're not sending any of our cops into Philadelphia to help with them no matter what. And why? It's because of Larry Krasner. That's a starting point. How many cops are out there in the suburbs? How many times routinely do they help out, you know, and all that type of stuff? Thousands. We're not doing it. Not doing it until you get this guy under control. Now, the only way he's going to be under control is if he's defeated. He will not be under control no matter what else you do. That's what I'm convinced. So 855-839-1210, you can get in coming up to, I love this campaign, and Fox is going to get attacked for it, but uh, National Review is already doing it. Who is Paul Kessler? Who is Paul Kessler? Give me a call and tell me if you already know who that is. The campaign is to make him a household word, uh, just like we heard with George Floyd and things of that nature. Who is Paul Kessler? Kessler from California. All straight ahead on Talk Radio 1210. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dom Giordano Show. Who is Paul Kessler? We'll get to that in a moment. Our own Megan Brock, uh, winner of our Person of the Year recently. On Twitter, I saw this. Tomorrow, one of the things I'm praying, we get one out of two. Bucks is where I really would like it to be. That Paul Harvey, Harv de Grace, Harver, whatever the heck that guy's name is out there, is gone. I think it's pretty close, and Pat Pavrek does a good job. In 2019, Dan, I don't know how many people voted. Maybe if you Google it, you'll be able to tell us. I should have done that. Meg Brock reports that the Democrats only got in to be commissioners out there in Bucks County, a big-time county, by 665 votes. And it's probably out of tens of thousands, I would think. Only 665 put them in. And what did they do? Well, they tortured parents and kids with their overly restricted COVID policies. They put Dr. Dampsker in the uh, basement of the public health department. And they ran roughshod over any kind of transparency of anything. You know, we already know how difficult Montgomery County has become, right? I told you Delaware County, some of it due to how bad the Republican Party has been there, has been overrun by these progressives. So you have Chester and Bucks, both of which are run by Democrats. It is the most stunning thing imaginable. But only 665 votes separated that. So if you're out there in Bucks County, there's a huge reason to vote. And that's one of them right there, those uh, commissioners. All right, let's go to um, Paul in Deptford, who might know who Paul Kessler is. Hey, Paul, thanks for responding. Who's Paul Kessler? Hey, good afternoon, Don. Paul Kessler was a man who uh, died from his injuries in Thousand Oaks, California, for supporting Israel by a uh, Hamas uh, yes, sympathizer. Who hit him, apparently, head injury with um, sort of a bullhorn. Then he fell backwards and then suffered that head injury. I'm, I was just watching a press conference a, mo- a moment ago from the Thousand Oaks police, and they said they're looking at it as a hate crime. Now, not that I care on that, but I'm just giving the, the flavor of this. And there's a campaign, uh, National Review's one, I think Fox is on board with this, because we often hear, we all should know the name of George Floyd or whomever, when the left wants to make a point, and it's a great idea to say this underlines what the problem is. Well, I think Paul Kessler's attack 
underlines what we're facing here. Did you see the headline on NBC News uh, yesterday when they first reported it? it? was just man dies after hitting head during Israel and Palestinian rallies in California. There you go. But th- thanks to Paul and Depper. Can we make this guy? And thanks, Dan, too. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They'll say they, the Inquirer does this all the time. We reported it. What are you talking about? Now, I'm not saying this is as graphic as George Floyd's. But look at the power of this type of thing. When you zone in on an individual, you have footage of it. Uh, he's a 69-year-old guy who's beaten by this guy and ends up dying in these dueling protests. And this is a pro-Hamas uh, protest. And they are looking at it as far as a, a potential hate crime. It, it is, but not that I care. You know, it's, it's immaterial. So... Putting Paul Kessler's name out there and knowing about him, he was struck in the head, knocked backward, and hit his head on the ground, deputies said. Um, he ultimately died. No arrests have been made yet, but I, th- well, I'm not sure about that. And they seem to be looking at the guy's car, so maybe they do have a person of interest here. Once we know his background, the person who did this, then, of course, we take a look at that. This is what the left does. Look, they have the henchmen in the media that help them with this. We get that. But we have some media big guns, too. And Paul Kessler's name would be helpful in underlining what we're facing here. This was not random violence. Paul Kessler went to a demonstration seeking to exercise his God-given constitutionally protected rights. And somebody on the other side felt entitled to knock him around and end up killing him. This should horrify and outrage us. Kessler was a threat, was no threat to anyone. He did nothing wrong. This could have happened to anybody. And when you keep on fooling around with what these savages have been doing, cheering on Hamas and everything else, you're going to end up with situations like Paul Kessler killed. It's only a matter of time. It's a question of the odds, and that's what happened. So if you hear that name, that's what it's about. And Fox, to their credit, National Review, I have not seen too many others. To Dan's point, NBC, man killed in a fracas there, man hurt, then killed, you know. Yeah, was was drunk driving accident, man killed by hitting pavement? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, who hit him? What was the circumstance? What the heck was going on there? This is the game they play. Well, we covered it. And the headline, we all know how important the headline is because that's what makes people read it or not read it. This is their tactic. All right, uh, side question today. Hit us with that all-time great Dan Daniel Daniels, real or fictional. Let's go to Robert in Ben Salem on Talk Radio 12 today. Robert, good afternoon. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Um, Good to to talk to you. Um, Real quick, that uh, prior caller, the guy from Israel, I believe, Yes. he touched on something that I mentioned a couple days ago, and it had to do with commonality national commonality and you see how it worked in israel and we know how it used to work here but we don't have it anymore and i believe that is by design and um and and i think that that's god it's an effort from the left but it is so effective because it's like below the radar all the time you know and i don't know what you can do to fix it but I think that if we stay strong and are able to win, we can go back to establishing some kind of commonality in this country. And it's going to be hard because this guy who killed Paul, 
okay? He's not just a Palestinian. That's what the left does. How many Republican canvassers were assaulted in the last election cycle? Eight, okay? How many Democrats? None, okay? The violence is on the left, and all the Palestinian movement is doing is copying their playbook. It's a common enemy that needs to be defeated, and I hope today will be a bellwether and a step in that direction. I do, too. Thank you. Well put. Who's your uh, Daniel, Robert? I am going to go with, when I thought about it, quite possibly the greatest actor named Daniel that I could think of, and that would be Daniel Day-Lewis. He was amazing in The Last Mohican. He was amazing in There Will Be Blood, and he was amazing in The Gangs of New York. And you guys have um, particularly day, in, particularly in the gangs of New York. Uh, you'll ask the Mohegans. That's a good one. Uh, but in gangs of New York is Bill. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and Pretty. Lincoln too, right? I'm not believing DiCaprio wins out in a knife fight with Daniel Day Lewis as Bill in the Gang of New York. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to stop it. I know it makes the plot better. Yeah, with uh, DiCaprio winning, but that's not happening with that guy. I right. mean, you know, he's tapping on his glass eye all the time, and he's so a butcher. Intimidating. Yeah, he's, he's pretty intimidating in that. Yeah, without a doubt. That's a good one. All right, that's what we're doing. Side question today. All-time Dan Daniels. All that stuff in play. We have the chief coming up from Marple Township or Township of Marple. I'm not sure which one they say. Uh, he putting out even <laughs> more of a direct. So these uh, suburban cops are speaking up, and that means they must have backing there, too. And that's all good. And they're all pointing to the same thing we know. But you can't wish it away. You know, this is like thinking in football. You know, it's one thing to wish it that you can beat them. It's another thing to stop Mahomes. Yeah, but it's just Mahomes. Yeah, but if you don't stop him, some mitigate him. With Krasner, next election, the suburbs got to be involved. We need to raise like $20 million. If he got George Soros, you know, let every single person see what's going on. That's what it takes. All right. So I'm thinking about that on this election day. But uh, <laughs> tomorrow I will be watching. The, the big race is the Supreme Court race. But I will be watching to see. This is how I am. The Bucks and the Chester County. And I'll be watching to see that school board race, particularly Karen Smith. That's right, Karen. That's where I'm going to turn tonight to see if I have the Hey, how's Karen Smith doing? Well, the presidential <laughs> race is going on. Yeah, yeah, I, I got that. Trump Biden. But. What's Karen Smith doing out there in Bucks County? My God, just they will have spent over a million bucks in the Bucks County school race. Ooh, Easily that. That's on paper. It might wow. be it might be millions. Can we make Paul Kessler, the California Sheriff, said we have not rolled out a hate crime yet uh, as they continue. Can Paul Kessler? It's not going to be George Floyd. We know that. But can this be the face of all this nonsense that's going on that we've seen to Robert's point, we knew it was there. It's one month in. Today is officially one month around this time since we knew about the attack in Israel. And look at all the stuff that we've seen. All the stuff in these college games, including LaSalle, my alma mater, their nonsense. Including and still ongoing. If you missed it, I told you at the top of the show. And we're going to try to track this guy down. See what his employers over at Penn and wherever else. He's a doctor. Uh, this was from uh, Megan Kelly's Twitter. Watch Dr. Mohammed Agamadi, a physician and professor at Penn, help take down posters of Israeli children kidnapped by Hamas with students 
He even has his own scissors with him. What's this? What's with the scissors with this guy? That's what I want to know. You know, and is Penn going to say anything about it? I mean, he's right there. Does he deny it? And he's there with students. And it's on a Penn campus bulletin board. Isn't that their property? Don't they have any right of what's up there, what's not up there, as far as tearing it down? And have you seen the faces of these people? They're demented. Why must they take this down? Just like Roger Waters that we played you, because you can't deny what happened here. You can make any other arguments you want. That's fine about Israel and the Palestinians and Gaza. Yada, yada, yada. We've heard it for a million years. But you cannot make the argument this was not the plan. In other words, this savagery is exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to behead people. They wanted to rape people. They wanted to torture families in front of them. Can you just imagine the anger that the average person has now? A buddy of mine I mentioned, Michael Graham, who is the publisher at Inside Sources and at um, Delaware Valley Journal, where I write and where I'll be writing this week my thoughts on the election. He was invited to screen the graphic video of the Hamas attack, and he writes about that. I'll put it up on Twitter. And apparently he's a you know guy who's seen everything. He's been a talk radio host, etc. This was beyond belief. And it's right from the body cams of the savages and or what they put Mm. up on social media. They're proud of it. They wanted the world to see what they did to women and children. Uh, That's what they're about. I was uh, behind the scenes. Yes. Um, it, so, so it's called bearing witness. Uh, a lot of right. uh, embassies are showing it, and all to right. you know media, big media figures, and uh, we we do have a path for you to see that. So, oh, well, we'll okay. Yeah, yes. that's uh, working. You're uh, okay. I will give you as unbiased of a report as I can, but I admit going in, my gut instincts, my entire being gets what the state of Israel is up against. And that doesn't mean condoning everything uh, about it or anything. And it has nothing to do with religion or anything. It has to do with one thing, the South Philly mentality. I see what's happening here. I bond with that side. And I say, whatever it takes, you're not going to do this to it. You think that you're going to inflict this on it? No. And finally, it seems like the state of Israel, the people there get it. They're going to have to go in, board and nail, and take out Hamas and kill every single one of them or as many as they can get. Well, won't that have more people rise up that will want to be? Okay, well, that's going to happen to you then. But we're not going to sit there day after day and let you pick us off, particularly what we saw play out here. And Roger Waters can go to hell. 855-839-1210, you get it. Yes. Uh, going back to bearing witness, uh, what are your thoughts on the IDF not releasing it wide? Is there a reason that they gave for it, and why wouldn't they just you know, put it out there on the Internet for anyone that um, wanted to see yeah. it to see? Um, well, what's the name? Uh, Michael, I differ with him on this. He says, because the people like our listeners who already get this, why do they need to see more of this? Mm. And those that are against this are just going to ignore it or say, you made it up. Yeah. I would release it, of course, with the children and all, you know, obscuring their faces. I would probably cut it down a little bit because people are only going to take so much of this. Uh, but 
I mean, I have not seen anything quite like this. I've seen other things. I think it's part of the job to see it, to bear witness. We all should bear witness Mm -hmm. to what's going on here. Here's the reason. It's not just about Israel and Hamas. The same elements that are involved with Hamas are those anti-American elements here, like Tlaib, like Omar, like the National Democrat Party. They're in this together. They're anti-American. It's not just about Israel. You know it, and I know it. Not every single Democrat is anti-American, but they're enablers. Very few of them speak out about this. And Biden is starting to teeter here because he's afraid now he might lose Michigan because of elements there. All right, we'll take more of your calls. Hit us with some more Dan's, too, coming up. Don Giordano Show. I agree with those that we need to widespread see this. I don't know about on the Internet, though, uh, this um, film of what happened on October 7th. You put it up on the Internet. It's too much. People are going to say it's made up. How do I know this was put in? Got to be another mechanism, but it ought to be widespread that it's seen. I just got an invite on Thursday, but I don't think I can do it. So we're working on something else to see it because I'm going to be with uh, the people in Ocean City that stopped big win. And let's hope this all plays out in the Jersey elections. I mean, this is for an off year election cycle. This is incredibly exciting. Tomorrow, we could be looking at a Republican on the uh, Carolyn Carluccio, excellent judge, an originalist, not a hack like the Democrat protector of your abortion rights on the Supreme Court. We could be looking at a change of commissioners, it's reasonable, in Chester and Bucks to the Republican side. We uh, could be looking at, um, well, not so good, but deserved with some of the Republican Party in Philadelphia what may happen there. And uh, we have um, abortion on the, well, I wanted to tell you, Trey Youngkin gets it. He's been all over the place today, the governor of Virginia. And he says, look, I'm pro-life. My plan is this. I would be for 15 weeks after that. You can't get an abortion except for the three exceptions. And the case I'd make to people, Democrats want to extend abortion to the beginning, very beginning of Breath of Life, outside the button. That's where they want to go. I like what Yunkin is saying. I think that's on the money. I think if you can articulate that as Republicans, I think you should be fine. I think you're with the, in the consensus of America, whatever the Democrats say. But if you go around with this six-week stuff and you listen to that one pro-life group, that woman that I always mention, like Ron DeSantis is, apparently, you're not going to win. This is still going to drive. And that's what I'm looking to see tomorrow. Now, Dinesh D'Souza will be on the show tomorrow. We're going to talk with him about drop boxes in the news big time now. And Liz Priate Havey, we hope to have, uh, talking about the results of the Supreme Court. And how did abortion play out? Because that's all the Democrats ran on, even though the Supreme Court is not going to have anything to do with it. As far as I can tell, it doesn't matter. You could be running for um, coroner or you could be running for um, probator of will. Yeah, probator of wills, say, in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Well, abortion, this guy's going to be pro-life. I can tell it. Yeah, but he's looking, reading wills. That's okay. He's still pro-life. Will that end here a bit, telling us that in 2024, 
They can't use that effectively, even though they're going to try. All right, 855-839-1210. You get on board. Dan Time with Dom uh, coming up. Then we'll talk with the commissioner or police chief out there in Marple Township. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's Dan Time. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody says. With Dom. It's that time of the afternoon that you all hate so much when producer Dan takes over the Dom Giordano program on a special uh, day today when we're talking Dan. Side question, a great Dan, Daniels, uh, Danny, anything like that. But uh, Dom, I I checked out a new documentary that I think the listening audience would be uh, very fond of. That being the new Sly. It came out a couple days ago on Netflix. It looks into the career arc of uh, none other than Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, a beloved uh, mm-hmm. you know, Philadelphia individual, Dom, and it's really good. It's, it's kind of slow at parts, but uh, just a little sample of that. Take a listen. Who is this man, Sylvester Stallone? Artist, writer, poet, performer. How does that happen? I had given up on acting. I was done. He wasn't cast in things because he was deemed uncastable. The rejection was my encouragement. So it's really a story about how, how he was kind of shunned out of Hollywood for a bit. Then he put pen to paper, you know, wrote some movies and, and took off. It's just a very, very well, inspiring Rocky, story. Apparently in 24 hour period, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's awesome. And some of the stories he shares, I, I mean, uh, his snarl, I don't know if you know, is uh, it's a result of facial paralysis out of a birth defect. Uh, she almost gave his mom almost gave birth on a bus, but uh, it was a charity hospital. Uh, he reveals that in the movie. He also talks about a, a lot of his inspirations, and he, he used to find solace and strength. Uh, well, he would go to a, a big movie house uh, nearby, and one of his idols, one of his on-screen idols, was Marlon Brando's character in On the Waterfront. I think uh, you oh, might yeah. share that with oh, him as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Sly on Netflix, really good. It was you, Charlie. It was you. <laughs> I want more of it. Give me more. Give me more Brando. Uh, so, Dom, also, uh, fast food uh, is really changing how they do things. Uh, I, I go through drive through way more than I should. I, I get Dunkin' Donuts a lot. Uh, uh, there was a Wendy's in uh, Port Richmond that I hit a lot. But uh, 30% from 2019 to 2022, uh, drive through traffic rising. And because of that, fast food companies are getting... Uh, uh, creative to accommodate. Uh, Popeyes are cutting dining room sizes in half. Taco Bell's going to eliminate them all together. But this is interesting. Down in Atlanta, Chick-fil-A headquarters, that's where their headquarters are, they're going to be building a two-story, four-lane drive through that can handle 75 cars at a time and delivers oh food God. from the kitchen on a conveyor belt. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. Imagine that thing getting stopped up with all the food and having to clear that thing out. Uh, Dom, Hong Kong over the weekend, uh, do you know what NFTs are? Non-fungible transactions. It's the uh, like art that you can buy online and own like a little piece of art that's only digital. Oh. And what could go wrong? Yeah, again? it's being mocked. Yes. Like the, the recent Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror does a whole episode where Bart is turned into an NFT. But one of the biggest NFTs is this uh, bored ape. It, it's some weird ape uh, group that they have pictures of, like like literally drawn art pictures of monkeys that they sell. And there's a whole crew of them. And, and they had a big festival. I guess it's like a club uh, out in Hong Kong. And they use these lights at the festival that cause such bright lights caused UV burns in people's eyes. Uh, one person wrote, woke up in the middle of the night after eight fest with so much pain in my eyes, I had to go to the hospital. The doctor told me it was due to UV from stage lights. I go off festivals off and never experienced this. Uh, another person says that she felt like she was being burnt with spicy chili in her eyes after the concert. Very scary, Dom. You ever uh, have an experience like that when you go, the lights might be a little too bright and uh, 
walk away? Uh, no, I file a lot of these stories today under what could go wrong. <laughs> yes, this is, you know, you... And one more for what could go wrong from uh, The Sun in the U.K. Today it's being uh, established that uh, the U.K. prime minister, one of his big things when he came into office is he wants to crack down on cigarettes. And he hopes by 2030 that there will be no smokers. None will exist in the uh, state or uh, the country of England. Uh, They're raising the smoking age every year until it's uh, essentially inaccessible for young people to get smoking because they say most smokers start young. Do you think there's a future that uh, we can see no more smokers in uh, any country in this? Well, I would say the numbers, I don't know what they ratio here, but I don't think among Americans. I mean, how many smokers do you see now? Is a lot. It, it's under 20%. Well, it's changed. There's a lot of vapors. Yeah. Well, is that cigarette smoking? It's something it's, different. It's the same thing. It? I think I guess, nicotine but... is what they're targeting here. So it oh, would be... okay. Well, we're adding vapors in. Yeah, I guess it's gone up a little bit. But I remember back in the day, it seemed like, I had a doctor who chain smoke as he was examining you. Right there in his office, putting out a cigarette, lighting up another one. Let's go into another body Smoke on the airplanes is like an enclosed space. In in Mad Men, the the great AMC picture, you have the guy who was examining a gynecologist, a woman, with the cigarette ash, (laughs) and he has her in the stirrups and the whole thing. Can you imagine? Doing that today. Uh, so taking a different method, just kind of removing it completely. A couple years ago, England moved it from 16 to 18. But they did a study found that a lot of people, when they started smoking in England, started at the age of 14, which is real young. Wow. But uh, like here in Philadelphia, New York, they, they, they're trying taxation to get smokers right. to quit. So we'll see if this one works uh, as a way. But that's all I got for Dan Time with Dom today, Dom. Thank you, Dan. All right, coming up, we're thrilled to bring you another police chief, this time out in Marple Township, out in Delaware County. So it's the first time in Delaware County pushing back and alerting residents and the public an open letter. Dear Marple Township residents and business owners, from the head of the police there, the chief of police, we are pushing back against what we're seeing from uh, places, he says, as politicians and DAs in places like Philadelphia continue to treat criminals as victims. We're on the watch here. And he shows the mugshots of people caught just in October in a place that's not that big. This is a pretty good police work. A lot of people brought in on retail theft. That and a big money melody for a great prize coming up on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.